A reading from John 17, 9-11. I pray for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, for they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine, and glory has come to me through them. I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world. And I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. This really sums up what we've been talking about for uh, uh, the last several days, maybe the last seven days. Uh, It's all here. Um, He's praying for his disciples, and he's talking about the world that is going to come in opposition, and he's talking about the power uh, of the Holy Spirit that is going to protect them. Uh, the Holy Father is going to protect them, uh, the name you gave me, so that you, uh, they may be one as we are one. And it's also a mission statement. Um, they're not going to be left alone, like Jesus is not alone. Uh, they are going to be sent out in a message, uh, mission, and we will talk about that one day from the passage from Matthew 28, uh, the Great Commission, uh, which is still very much in operation. This prayer is as is, is relevant and as is, is alive today as when Jesus uttered it um, before he is taken, uh, taken prisoner by the uh, Pharisees, the, the ruling class. This is uh, referred to often as Jesus' high priestly prayer, uh, the idea that he's standing uh, before the Father on behalf of those who are coming after him. And this the initial circle are his immediate disciples, that he's standing in the gap that they would remain together because it's going to be difficult for them, and that their unity would be a, another level of strength. Not only the presence of God uh, through Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but the presence of the community would give them strength moving forward. And it's a little bit of a foretaste of Jesus' future ministry. Uh, when we say, what, what do you mean his future ministry? Scripture talks about him being seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding on behalf of his children. Um, That intercession is ultimately uh, an atonement intercession. He is our justification, our means before the Father. But I also see Jesus in a perpetual state of prayer on our behalf, almost uh, like complete... um, process of praying that we will make it, that we will um, uh, get through the struggles because he knows it's going to be difficult for us. So in this high priestly prayer, we get a foretaste of how Jesus exists today, even for us, praying that we will be uh, fruitful in our lives. What what you just uh, mentioned, the the picture you just painted, reminds me of a wonderful passage from uh, Psalm 34. I used to read this psalm, and, 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 and I, I read it, and I always focus on taste and, taste and see the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. And that was, you know, like, that always stood out as the, the, the kind of the watchword in that psalm that I'd always remember. But actually, uh, because uh, it comes right before, I, I disregarded something that sort of reminds me of of at least in one place, but there are several places where the, where the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear and delivers them. And in a way, that's what Jesus is praying for, that this is, I mean, it delivers them. I mean, we're not 
left alone to fight a battle in a lonely place where all the odds are against us at all. But we have to be able to see that, and we have to be able to see Christ. And the way you, you describe him praying for us and the power of the Holy Spirit authorizing us and empowering us in the community of, of Christians um, doing the job get, you know, that Jesus has given us and the, the, the whole world, though it may be against us, the odds are still in our favor. Mm-hmm.